someday this will all come to an end when we get all the 800 cease and desist notices at one <laughs> point. <laughs> have to delete every single episode. <laughs> Especially from Ninja 3, The Domination. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. Wonder if those cannon guys are still alive. Cannon guys? The the crazy Israeli guys who made all the cannon movies. Oh, oh, Canon films. films. Yeah. yeah uh, they they were at least a few years ago because, there, you know, there was the, um, uh, what's it called? Electric Boogaloo, the the history of Canon films. Yeah, I've said that a couple of times, but I couldn't remember if they were so, alive or not. So, yeah, that, I mean, whenever that came out, they were making that, they were making that documentary, right? Like, it wasn't Globus and Gollum or whatever. It wasn't those guys. It was just made by some other <laughs> Globus fucking, and Gollum? Yeah. Mm-hmm. From, like, fucking Middle Earth or what? Yep. Pretty much, yeah. Impressive. No, they're like cousins, and they started Canon Films. They moved here from Israel, um, but yeah, like uh, fucking like that documentary is nuts. And then at the end of the documentary, they're like, "Yeah, and we we got a hold of these guys to see if they wanted to help us out with our documentary and maybe put it out with Canon Films." And they said, "Go fuck yourself. We're gonna make our own documentary about us." <laughs> and so they put they slapdash together a fucking their own documentary and put it out on Canon Films. And the only way you can get it is to buy it for fucking sixty five dollars. Shit. <laughs> Speaking of fucking <laughs> uh, money grabbing shit from last week, which reminds me, it should be like on somewhere to be torrented. I should probably yeah. try and find it. Speaking of documentaries, I had uh, Bridget stop by yesterday because she had just watched uh, our documentary from the Funhouse. Oh, raising the bar. Yes, and it made uh, made her feel nostalgic, so she came and dropped in and Aww. just got shit faced, and then wrote in the dirt on my car like a bunch of <laughs> cool, nice things. I guess. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Come out, my neighbor's like, somebody wrote on your car. <laughs> I was like, well, I need to wash it anyway. But, you know, it's good for having a dark, dark, murdered out black Jeep with uh, washing it for the entire summer and people s- scratch shit into your paint. I think, I'll have to do some more research, but I think the the one made by the guys that actually ran Canon Films was called the Go-Go Boys or something like that. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. You know what they're making now that I found out about today? What's that? Willow, the TV series. It has original Willow in it, like uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Warwick, uh, Warwick Davis. Yeah, really? Yep, it's coming out. Ruin everything. He's making it. Well, Val Kilmer is definitely not going to be in it. You don't know that. I mean, he could creak into action. Dude, I just watched a documentary about Val Kilmer last night called Val. It's fucking wild. I just keep on forgetting to watch that. But he he ended up get getting some kind of fucking throat disease, right? And he had to have his larynx taken out, so he has he has a breathing tube permanently installed in his yeah. neck. And he, like, breathes through it, and then to talk, he has to, like, put his finger over it. And yeah, that's called a stoma. Yeah. Mad Martin Fucking crazy. have a stoma. That's true. I guess, yeah. He could have gotten into some well, shit. It makes me think, like, okay, the, you know, I don't often think about Willow, but, like, lately, you well, know, you watch uh, uh, Reservation Dogs, and the one girl's name is Laura Dannon, and they always oh, make the yeah. joke, oh, like the baby in Willow? Because that's what it is. And yeah. Then, oh, yeah, Mad Martin getting shit. And, yeah. Yeah. So, is that 
Disney like taking a cue from pop culture is like, you know what? You know what you need to do? We have not cashed in on something else. Keeping their finger on the pulse. Was Willow a Disney movie? Uh, It was uh, Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm, okay, which now... is Disney. Holy shit, all right. I guess. I'll give it a shot. I mean, why the hell not? There's every Lord of the Thrones and... It's it's like one of the thing. one of those only like sword and sorcery like Middle Earth kind of shits that I actually like, probably because I was brainwashed as a child watching it. Also, they got cool fucking monsters and neat magic, neat ma- monsters and all that other shit too. Yeah. So a stoma is kind of like a Randy Savage, piss test balloon. Oh yeah. Oh no, we're not doing that. Not to people with stomas. No, that's not cool. And it's it's pronounced urine clown mouth race balloon snap into a piss test. Randy Savage. Urine clown mouth race balloon. Urine clown mouth race balloon. Urine clown mouth race balloon. Snap into a piss test. Randy Savage. Oh, welcome back to how the West was fucked. How the West was fucked. Why? <laughs> uh, that should be our slogan. Why? Why? <laughs> oh, admittedly, I didn't have. That's what's going on my gravestone. Anyway. I, I didn't have a lot of time to research this last one. I actually found out more about this person's dad than I did about them. But, it's, uh, it's colorful. Yeah. But uh, so, uh, Tony, what do you know about? Uh, was it Cherokee Bill? Cherokee Bill? Yeah. Who might not have been. Cherokee, and was Might, definitely not named bit, Bill. Yeah. And it sounds like the most goddamn generic Old West name ever. Yeah. It's like, okay, Cherokee Bill. Well, like, it's like, uh, what's the movie, fucking Lightning Jack, with uh, Mr. Outback Steakhouse? What's his name? Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan. And he, like, he that makes... sounds like a fucking male beauty pageant where, this year's Mr. Outback Steakhouse, it's Paul for, Hogan. Here's here, a beauty pageant for 300 pounders plus. Bikini and talent competitions. They fucking hand him a, a golden, like, uh, blooming onion. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he'd, like, his talent competition was, like, hucking a Bowie knife at a kangaroo or something. <laughs> but he's, like, in the he's in the Old West in this movie, and, like, he, he befriends uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., who's, like, mute. And there's a kangaroo involved. No, no, that's Kangaroo Jack. Jack. This one's Lightning Jack, where he's like fucking fastest gun in the West. So many Jack. Yeah, but yeah, he makes a he makes Kubernetes Junior like wear a a necklace made out of like dried out fucking nut sacks. Tells people that their ears that he's cut off of his enemies, and he names him Comanche Doyle. (laughs) So it's like the Misfits. I guess I'm picturing. Like Doyle, I know what Cuban Gooding Jr. looks like, but yeah. I'm picturing Doyle Von Frankenstein with an ear necklace. That's terrifying. Yeah. We were just talking about Jerry Only and Friends last night for some reason. Paul Hogan's back as Lightning Jack. Oh, just now I'm good. Real good. And he's teaching his new partner everything he knows <laughs> about gunplay. Get out, Ben! Horseplay. And foreplay. Ow. Paul Hogan, Cuba Gooding Jr., Lightning Jack, rated PG-13. Okay, so this is going to be one of those like I, I've never heard this name before, but but I, if, well, as it soon feels as, like you've heard it a million yeah, times. As soon as you said it, my brain was like, he's not Native American, or actually, at least, or at least not. He like, was. He was a what? member of the tribe. Isn't that actually, what, isn't that in the, in the office in Threat Level Midnight? Isn't that what uh, Creed Bratton's character is? Is Cherokee Jack the hockey coach? <laughs> it's Cherokee something. 
Probably. That whole thing's his name? Cherokee Jack the hockey coach? No, it's his name and his profession. But oh, gotcha. Creed Bratton playing Creed Bratton usually, but in, in the movie that exists in the office thing, it's like he teaches Michael or Michael Scarn to yeah. play hockey. I think okay. it's Cherokee Jack. Well, we'll look that up. We can insert Creed in this a lot then. Mm. Yes. Cool. The band and the man. Yep. <laughs> Even though Creed the man yes. is is an actual musician yep. of note. Of note. <laughs> what threat level is this? We're at threat level midnight. Uh, nothing. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, uh, so you should tell me with your Comic Sans and NPR voice. Comic NPR voice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Crusty the Clown for, for NPR. <laughs> uh, his real name was Crawford Goldsby or Gooseby. <laughs> I prefer Gooseby. Yeah, because it sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, his father was mixed, uh, white and black. He, so he's gray. Yep. But uh, his mother was a, a freed woman. Usually you say freed man, but if yeah. you're a woman, I guess you would be a freed woman. Liberated woman. Smoking cigarettes and not shaving her pits. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was, or, uh, he, he was a citizen of the Cherokee Nation. Yep. And maybe the most famous is black outlaw of the time. Famous maybe. just, maybe, just because there's not not too many to go around. Well, there were plenty, just nobody wrote about them. Oh, that's that's true. But I would argue that, you know, there's Ice and Dart, which... Yeah, got he's, iced. He's more famous because uh, Tom Horn shot him in the ear or whatever. But uh, this is, of course, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And in the early 1900s, there was a saying, uh, if I grow up and don't be killed, I want to grow up to be another N-word. Like Cherokee Bill. Yeesh. Oh, that could have been, could we have meant that too? If I grow up and won't be killed, I want to be rich and famous like Buffalo Bill? Mm, probably not. No. <laughs> uh, he was a resident of Cherokee Nation, but there was not a lot of proof that he was actually part of the tribe. No, it's now like, you know, how many people, like especially the whitest white people that ever whited, like, oh, I'm one third Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Also, Cherokee known to keep very meticulous records. Especially during the Trail of Tears. Like <laughs> yeah, right. Their bookkeeping book efforts while being force marched was just Excuse beyond me. the parallel. Excuse me. I'm with the census. The yeah, Cherokee yeah, yeah. census. Could you please stop walking for a minute? Yeah. No, if I stop walking, yeah, I will I'm die. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Uh, but a lot of what we know about Cherokee Bill came from a book uh, by uh, hanging judge Isaac Parker oh. in 1898. Cherokee Bill got a lot of mention in it uh, because he was the most wanted criminal at the time. In a signed deposition, his father said he was born in, this is the father mm-hmm. we're talking about now, in Alabama in 1843. His father was white. Ish. And, uh, yeah. Uh, but his mother was mixed. But, now, his father had some difficulties when he was in the Army, too, because, well, mm-hmm. first he worked for the Confederacy as a steward or some shit like that, and then he escaped Mm-hmm. And then uh, started working for the army, and he enlisted as a white man, even though in the Confederacy they were not counting him as a white man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's it's yeah, it gets a little complicated. Uh, Cherokee Bill racism is too hard, man. <laughs> well, it's just so also hard, the fact especially that, when you break it down into like quarters and eighths. Well, yeah, and then like, also like his dad was in the a lot of work. Tenth fucking cavalry. Mm-hmm. That's well, what do we know about the tenth cavalry? Uh, buffalo buffalo soldiers, soldiers, which are generally not known for their lack of melanin, mm-hmm. <laughs> unless they're an officer. Yep. Uh, Cherokee Bill's mother was born in Cherokee Nation. 
Uh, his grandfather might have been half Cherokee, but both grandparents were slaves owned by a Cherokee named Jeffrey Beck. Jeff Beck? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings back, I always like to point it out, what's worse, being the Cherokee on the Trail of Tears? Being the Cherokee's slave? slave on the Trail of Tears. <laughs> tears God. <laughs> George Goldsby, the dad, he was transferred to Fort Concho near San Angelo, Texas. <laughs> Straight. You know what Concho means in Japanese? I do. <laughs> It's where kids on the playground take, like, put your hands together and make finger guns, mm-hmm. and then you sneak up behind a friend and just jam it up their yep, asshole. Just punch him in the butthole. <laughs> in fact, speaking of, speaking of Bridget visiting me last night, she gave me a nice goose on her way out the fucking door. Which she sacked happy? Only the one, only, no, just a single handed concho. Basically. Oh, God. <laughs> Credit card. Yep. Uh, there in Texas, he was charged with inciting a riot. And when a warrant was issued oh, for his arrest, he's, he's oh danced, no no no, he's you know, dancing he, like Elvis. Is that the one where they get in the fucking fight with the buffalo hunters and shit? Mm-hmm. Well, can, are elaborate. you going to elaborate how that works? I, I will. Don't okay, worry. Don't I was going to say if you skip over that, I'm going to fucking flip the table. There's a, uh, I think even not Remington the gunmaker, but Remington the artist, Frederick, uh, even painted uh, the scene there. Oh, so with a, a warrant for his arrest, he goes AWOL and. Um, Ellen, at the time, the mom was uh, back at Fort Gibson and working laundry for the right. uh, for the cavalry there. No, but you did just skip the whole thing. No, no, thing. we're doing the overview. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm getting there. Don't God worry. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nonlinear storytelling, motherfucking Pulp Fiction ass. I was say, this this podcast is directed by fucking <laughs> Quint Tarantino. Quint Tarantino. <laughs> the we end. Use, use the N-word far less and never show yeah. him a Thurman's feet. Yeah, right. Uh, so, uh, George goes back for a couple months and then leaves and she never sees him again. And that was 1880. He went out for cigarettes mm-hmm. to Nebraska. Uh, Ellen then marries William Lynch in 1889. Uh, Lynch was a private in the 9th Cavalry. Uh, Which I believe were also Buffalo soldiers, yes. Mm-hmm. Ellen had four kids by George, uh, Crawford, uh, including Cherokee Bill. By George. <laughs> I have four kids. <laughs> How did that happen? Uh, Cherokee Bill was born February 8th, 1876. What else happened in 1876? Uh, Custer got killed. That's it! You want to be a million You want to be a bus! You want to be a bus! You want to be a bus! Holy shit! It's almost as if you just heard it like 20 (laughs) minutes ago. Uh, Ellen was married to Lynch until he died in 1916. So a little, little, little better husband there. But George Goldsby went into the Civil War as a paid servant, which I don't know what the difference is there. It's like, you must do this, but we'll still... You buy your own. Here's a nickel. Buy yourself some shoes. Yep. Uh, during the Battle of Gettysburg, he ran away. Good for him. Then, like you said, he enlisted in the Union Army as a white dude, since he was mixed. Uh, there he changed his name to George Goosby from Goldsby. Uh, fool a lot of people with that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> Uh, after the Civil War, he went to Illinois. Uh, there he was threatened with lynching for fighting in the Union Army. I guess he was ID'd by some Southerners. It's like, hey, we recognize you. Yeah. So then- Wow, he, that's some grudge-holding shit. Yep. Then There's he, that servant. <laughs> Fuck, man. So if you have to flee, you have to go to Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. That, that just makes sense. The Indian Territories, mm-hmm. as they were called at the time. Uh, he en- enlisted as a black man in the U.S. Cavalry in 1867. Then he gets into that ride in San Angelo. Like yep. I said, uh, Frederick Remington wrote about it in 1901 and painted a picture about it, too. Mm. So a black sergeant from Goldsby Company went to San Angelo and goes to a bar 
with a, a, a father and a, and a rabbi, I guess. Yo. <laughs> a buffalo soldier, a rabbi, and a penguin walk into a bar. Uh, three white cowboys there cut off his chevrons and threw them out. I would read that they were uh, trappers. Yeah, cow trappers. Yeah. They're 67. There's still some trapping. Or not, oh wait, not trappers, buffalo Buffalo, buffalo trappers. Yeah, buffalo trappers. <laughs> trap the shit out of you with this fucking sharp sidewall. <laughs> trap you at 500 meters. So uh, the black sergeant gets thrown out of the bar. So he goes back to the base to tell his buddies. And they so, arm, arm the fuck up. Yep. And uh, they go back to the saloon and uh, they kind of shoot it out a little bit. Right. And I'm not convinced. I can't remember. What, I was trying to figure out what episode we were talking about, but this sounds really familiar with where a buffalo soldier gets killed in a town in a fuck around with some buffalo hunters. I think we. I think like somebody else of note was in town, not yeah. Remington. Probably Ned Christie. Fucking Batmasters, any of these motherfuckers. It was yeah. all the like Kit Carson was drinking schnapps with Bill Hickok, and then Calamity Jane was dancing, and oh, yeah, and George Custer was putting cinnamon in his hair. <laughs> and, so, uh, Private John Brown of the 10th was killed. And another trooper wounded. So later, the Texas Rangers show up at Fort Concho with a warrant for George <laughs> Gooseby. Still funny. Yeah. And eight other soldiers. And the federal soldiers are like, fuck you, Texas fucking body. Mm-hmm. Like, get the fuck out. So George wasn't there, but he was in charge, and he was accused of letting the guys bring their guns to, to the bar. How dare you let them black folks that are in the army bring their guns to town? Wait, wait. He got in trouble because he wasn't even there. He just let... He, well, he did go tell his... Hey, man, these guys just fucked me up. And they're like, ooh... We got you. Okay. You know. Uh, the Colonel, uh, Grierson, said the Rangers didn't have jurisdiction and threw him out. Which they don't because they're on a federal mm-hmm. fucking army installation. But we're kind of a fake army owned by Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so George takes off again after this well, he because he doesn't want to stick around to find out. Well, he also knew that the army would not protest that long. He was like, oh, I suppose we'll give you... It, yeah. Uh, what's, what's the one like, what if we give you one black person, you know... That kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was like, ah, I see which way the winds are blowing. Let's yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, so George uh, passes as a white guy later in life, and his wife was white, and his started, children were started, considered white. Started wearing socks with sandals and mm-hmm. Lacoste <laughs> shirts. <laughs> uh, but uh, George tried to get a pension later, which is kind of, you know, if you're claiming to be white and trying to get a pension from the Buffalo soldiers, it might not have worked. Uh, his wife's ki- keep trying after he died. Uh, his first wife, Ellen, did get a pension. His second wife didn't, because George didn't divorce his first wife. Uh-oh, polygamy. Mm-hmm. Oops. Uh, but Cherokee Bill did live with his father for a few years, but was sent back. And rumors that he attended school at the Indian school in Carlisle. Oh, shit. But there's no evidence to prove that. But Probably just did have. that to show how tough he was. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you should have seen the school I used to go to. This is bullshit. <laughs> Y'all pussies. So when Cherokee Bill was 12, he moved back to his mom's at Fort Gibson. Uh, he found out that his mom had married William Lynch. Surprise. Uh, they didn't get along. And Cherokee Bill starts hanging with the bad crew mm-hmm. after that. Drinking and rebelling. Yep. He was about, what, 15? Uh, this is 12. But 12, okay. There we go. Was he a Somewhere. shark or a jet? He's a um, guy. He's a, <laughs> what's the combination? Jark? Jerk. Jerk. Yep. He's a shit. Shit. <laughs> you piece of shit. Hi, dudes. 
I'm sorry, Wyatt. I'm sorry for being such a shit to you all these years. And, gee, well, uh, I want you to know that I love you. That's nasty, Wyatt. That's Chet, Gary. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, he only got to be about 20, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So he was packing a lot in in a short amount. Oh, fuck. Yep. Now you just spoiled the end. No, well, fuck off. <laughs> Did he die? Quitting. Uh, so Bill went to live with his sister and her husband, Mose Brown. Speaking of Mose. Mose, what are you doing? No, Mose. Put the, put the manure down. Put it down. Do not throw it. Do not. Ow! They didn't, uh, Mose didn't like Cherokee Bill and treated him poorly. So Bill left again and go back to Fort Gibson. And then he moved in with Bud Buffington. Wow. That's a fucking name. That's some Johnny Bravo shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Bud Buffington. Uh, Got a polo sweater tied around his neck and just yoked. But he talks like Duff, man. Yeah, wearing white penny loafers. So now he's about 17, so he's doing odd jobs, working at the ranch of James Turley. Well, I thought you meant like odd jobs, like milking bats and <laughs> mining for cardboard ore or something like that. <laughs> So he borrows a horse from Turley. Uh-oh. And came back three weeks later. Borrowed. Yeah. Then he said, oh, I killed a guy. And what should I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the guy that he shot, but he thought he killed, but he didn't yep. killed? Turley said to go turn yourself in, but Bill never did. That sounds like a terrible idea. I'm not mm-hmm. doing that at all. So actually, Bill's about 18 now. In 1894, he was attending a dance at Fort Gibson. He and Jake Lewis, an older black Cherokee tough, had a run-in with, uh, uh, oh, those two had a run-in. Bill was trying to protect his brother Clarence. If you have a brother named Clarence, I'm you sure he needs protection. Need yep. Clarence. <laughs> so he gets beat up by Lewis and his friends. So the next day, Cherokee Bill comes back and shoots Lewis and leaves him for dead and rode off. But Lewis recovered. I got better. So after that, Bill took up with Bill Cook and his brother Jim, uh, both mixed-blood Cherokees. And half whitey, uh, and they decide to become outlaws because it's Oklahoma. <laughs> That's what, what else guy, are you guidance do? counselor suggested for them due to their <laughs> previous interests and aptitudes. What's the thing made out of paper where you're like, yeah, like the little trap <laughs> thing, yeah. whatever. It looks like the mouth of a fucking graboid kind yeah. of, but it's got like you know four different. Four different. Uh, Let's just rebrand it. Graboid <laughs> fortune teller. Graboid fortune teller. That's oh, right. that, that, our Death Valley episode. I forgot to mention the Death Valley Graboid fortune the, teller. The most dangerous of all obstacles in Death Valley With is Graboids. The Graboids. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's why they had uh, uh, Bert fucking Gummer with him. Only his. Great, 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 great grandpa. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that that guy's Didn't in... They make, he's, the, he's the only guy that's in every single fucking Tremors movie, and he's like in the any, Wild West one. I haven't seen the Wild West one. Yeah, yet. it's fine. It's good, you know. Yeah. But it's it's Wild West fucking Tremors, and fucking, yeah, Bert's in it, and he plays his own great-great-grandfather or some shit like that. And then he's in, the, he's in like, the newest one that came out uh, during the plague, but the Graboids can, like, fly now. I've seen... What were they with their farts? Uh, yeah, and they, they emit, the, like, screeches that can... Well, they're, that's their farts. They're yeah. like a whoopee cushion that yeah. soars around and tries to bite you. So. Yep. What? <laughs> Have you not <laughs> seen been, the newest you've one? You've not been keeping up with your Trevors. <laughs> Dude, I guess not. I think there's, like, seven or eight of them now at this yeah. point. Well, and then, uh, uh, you know, Donald? Yeah, yeah. He was in last night, you know, but, like, uh, uh, we're talking about... Trevors? Family. Actually, what we're talking about is Tim and Eric, but what was that... Uh, like Bob Odenkirk made a weird commercial for him about the fucking owl bats, and then uh, owls. 
Yeah, bowels, and then and then, uh, but there was one with the guy that plays Burt Gummer, you know, the dad yeah, yeah. from Family Ties or different. Yeah, yeah, fam- Family Strokes or whatever. <laughs> small, small. Oh man, that's a different. Spending too much time on Pornhub, man. <laughs> I can't get this sock out of the dryer. Yeah, uh, but either way, that guy uh, he got to do one and like wrote, directed, and acted. And it was like the uh, the sleep watching chair. Where it's an expensive, fancy chair where you just sit in it and watch your friend sleep. <laughs> and I guess it's just hilarious because it's... Uh, what's that guy, actor's name? Michael... Uh, Michael Fox, Gross. Jay Fox. Michael Gross. Michael Gross, yeah. I know that because I just watched the Coolest Ice movie and he's in that Yeah, too. that's right. He's that's the dad all, in that Also, shit. Donald said that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's a savant when it comes to movies. He brought in Carnosaur the other day. Oh, fuck yeah. And then uh, some Italian... Horror movie? Deal with the devil thing. You're supposed to eat babies? I don't know. Either which way. <laughs> Michael Gross. So the Stone Cold and Cool as Ice, I think, came out about the same same year. Yeah, cool. it was like... So just you, just different 90, motorcycles and different, well, and then different that, white They paired together, and that's where they got Cold, cold Stone Creamery. Oh. It's a <laughs> franchise based on both those movies in conjunction. Yeah, and both equally shitty haircuts, mm-hmm. but yep. di- diff- in different well, ways. Cold Stone Creamery at the time put out uh, Sundays that had uh, uh, Brian Bosworth hair <laughs> or, or uh, Vanilla Ice hair, depending you know, like how like, little ice creams came in the baseball helmets. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, It's yeah. like that. <laughs> Just different motorcycles, right. same, same story. What kind of hair do you want on your ice cream? <laughs> Give me the Bosworth. Bosworth, Bosworth scotch. So in 1893, the government bought some Cherokee land, the bought, Cherokee Strip, bought. which is not not a strip club. Uh, and of course, they open it up for settlement, so it's all those assholes and the Sooner it. wagons. Yep. Uh, they paid $8.5 million to the tribe. So the members got. Oh, they did actually pay them. Yeah, they got two hundred sixty-five dollars. Okay, which I don't know how math works, but two hundred sixty-five divided by eight point five million is doesn't quite work out. No, but but in June eighteen ninety-four, the Cook brothers and Cherokee Bill they asked their friend Effie Crittenden to pick up their checks, a check into cash. That sounds like a scam. <clears throat> because they didn't want to go into Tahlequah and be arrested because they're wanted criminals now. Effie was also estranged from her husband, who is also a Cherokee policeman. Yeah, I just love the fact that they'll just hand somebody else's check over to random people. But, you know, it's not like they're carrying a driver's license or shit. You know, well, just, yeah, but you go so they could go in themselves and go get their check, right? Yeah, but but then they would be arrested because they're criminals. Or you could send your homeboy, who's not a criminal, be like, "I need to pick up these checks of these criminals." I, I, well, <laughs> like, I, well, cool, no, we're what, I, you what I'm saying is, what's stopping exactly. me then from walking in is like, "Hey, I need my check," and I'm also picking up, what, like, name off a couple of your neighbors. Yeah, I'm also picking those up, and then you ride off into the sunset with all these other checks because there's no way of like, verifying your identification. Right. You know, see what I'm saying? The system, yeah, yeah. the system is down. You know, like. <laughs> so her estranged husband, uh, the policeman, he was uh, the guard for the treasurer who was handing out the checks. Uh, he knew that Bill and Cook were wanted men, so Crittenden told the sheriff, uh, Ellis Rattlingord. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why the Cherokees are, are the best. They have the best names. Yep. That's fucking sick, dude. Uh, <laughs> so they formed posse, like you said. They are just going to follow them back. Uh, they went to a stagecoach stop, and they knew Bill and the Cooks were, were holed up. But on the way, they learned that the stage was being robbed. So they, they couldn't sent- wait for their checks. They needed yep. smokes now. So uh, they sent uh, sent back for some more reinforcements. Uh, so July 17th, Bill was just sitting outside under a tree, as you do. And then he sees a posse ride up. Then a gunfight breaks up for some reason. 
Uh, Cherokee Bill shot and killed Sequoia Houston. Okay. Like uh, Whitney Houston's great, great, great grandpa. Yep. Uh, Sheriff Rattling Gord and four others just flee. They leave Crittenden and his brother Zeke there. Just ditch them? Mm-hmm. Uh, they fight it out with the, the gang and escape after dark. And they take cover in a smokehouse. So at least they have some brisket There you go. That's Mother. dope. Yeah. Uh, Crittenden wounded Jim Cook with a shotgun as they rode off. Later, Effie was asked if Crawford Goldsby had been in the fight. She said no, but Cherokee Bill was. And that's how he got oh, his nickname. What the fuck? And a legend was born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Deputy U.S. Marshal John McGill, he found the outlaws by a ferry across the Arkansas River. So the outlaw Josie whaled mm-hmm. that shit? Uh, McGill sent for help and managed to steal one of their horses as they hid in a ravine. Uh, Bill then follows them to a farm, and they shoot it out there. I'm sure uh, the farmer was thrilled. Mm-hmm. Cherokee Bill and Bill Cook managed to escape. But the posse finds Jim Cook hiding, and he's surrendered without a fight, and he's taken to jail in to Muskogee there. Cherokee Bill and Bill Cook uh, both kind of many bills, co- Too many fucking bills in this game. <laughs> Somebody's got to change. Your name's not actually Bill, dude. Cher- just yeah, just, use your normal name. <laughs> so they're kind of co-leaders of the gang. Yeah, because there's fucking two of them. <laughs> but they actually have, uh, it's kind of a multi-ethnic. So it's like a... a, a we are the world of yeah, outlawry. Crim- criminal mm-hmm. activity. Uh, July 2nd, 1894, two riders rode into the Creek Nation town of uh, Wet- uh, Wetumpka. I'm sure I said that right. Mm-hmm. They robbed the mercantile there. Oh, is that where they got like five cents? Uh, probably. That's that's the thing with all these robberies. I, They're not getting Yeah, much. I, I read like a list of like crimes attributed to Cherokee Bill and like the ones like, ooh, robbed a store for, made off with, no, I think it was like 35 cents. It's like, ooh. <laughs> that one was done by Cherokee Bill and Jim French. July 5th in the town of Nawada, the station agent Dick Richards. Cheers. Yep. Dick Dick. So nice, they named him twice. Uh, he was waiting on the platform for the train. Uh, out of the dark, two men came out and said, throw up your hands. They were Cherokee Bill and Henry Munson. Got Munsoned. Mm-hmm. Wide berth. He's what is called a born loser. A real Munson. <laughs> uh, Dick went for his gun. Cherokee Bill shot him fatally in the neck. Ouch. Uh, it woke up the whole town, so the outlaws just flee. They don't really get much of anything. But the gang heard that a bunch of money was coming in on the train to Red Fork Station to pay for a shipment of cattle from the Spike S Ranch. So they hatch a plan. Cherokee Bill and Bill Cook broke into the express car where the money should have been. Uh, they searched the car for 45 minutes and found $14 and a jug of whiskey. Yeah! And a day. box of cigars. Fuck it, eh? Payday. Fuck, we can retire. <laughs> yeah. This finally happened. <laughs> But the station agent had hid the money in his receipt book and dropped it on the platform. Uh, he even asked if they wanted to, you know, the station agent's like, hey, you want this book here? Uh, and they said, no. I Why do I read want this? You. What do you think? I'm an elite. <laughs> uh, the most brazen robbery came July 30th, 1894. Five men robbed the Lincoln County Bank in Chandler. Uh, they came to the back door. Uh, they dragged the cashier out of bed who is sick. <laughs> it's rude. Fucking diarrhea all over, <laughs> barfing on them. Uh, they ordered him to open the safe, but it was on a time block. Which is what you always tell people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was about $300 on the counter, but somehow they overlooked it. It was probably under, <laughs> under a sign or something. Oh, jumped, Damn, dude. I'm picturing like you jump up on the counter with your sawed-off shotgun and look like a badass. He's standing just standing on, on a pile of money. <laughs> <laughs> now it's making me think of fucking Buster Scruggs and fucking... James Franco when he's robbing the fucking oh, bank. Oh, yeah. oh, right, 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 yeah. 
First time. So they only get $107 there. J.B. Mitchell. what they were getting before. My, 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 Mitchell. My, 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 God, no! <laughs> the declining years of Lee Majors. He was sitting in front of the of his barber shop across the street. He sees what's going on and yelled, the Daltons are in town. Wow. We'll do one on the Dal- Dalton soon, too. But they're robbing the bank. So one of the robbers yelled at him to shut up. And as Mitchell got out of his chair, the robber shot him. He staggered a few feet and died in a few minutes. Uh, shots were fired at other people, but no one else was hit. There's like winging off shots at like <laughs> ladies pushing bassinets. And- yep. It was Cherokee Bill who shot him. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, shit. He's a pretty trigger-happy motherfucker. He's going to get into a lot of trouble. Well, I mean, he's, he's kind of like, um, what's his name? Uh, like shitty John Wesley Harding. Oh, yeah. John, you know, Le- is- John Wesley Hard on? Mm-hmm. Except for not getting more than $100. Well, that's what I'm saying. Shitty. He's like, oh, I shot a train conductor and got nothing, and I got some cigars from robbing a train, and right. now I shot the barber from his lawn chair. Stole all his hair. Yeah, and stand on a pile of money. <laughs> Fucking miss it completely. Maybe he's just really nearsighted. That's uh, possible. A guy named W.N. Warren lived a couple houses down uh, while he was getting shot at, and he got his gun and returned fire. He hits one of the horsies. Oh, man. So the robbers take off after that, and two two on one horse. I was going to say, one of the horsies had a flat tire. Mm-hmm. So Sheriff Parker takes off after him with the posse. Uh, they caught up with him after crossing the Chuckahoe. That's great. Mm-hmm. That sounds like what shit's called up here. <laughs> uh, so the robbers kind of scatter after that. One of the robbers was found. He was wounded in both thighs. Ouch. Oh, fuck. It's like Ace Ventura with the spear well, sticking out. Well, maybe, maybe it was one of those legs. lieutenant, or that like, lieutenant Ringold, Captain Ringold, like, maybe the, that horsey that got shot, maybe they shot through the guy's thigh, through the horsey, oh, through yeah. the other thigh. Oh, mm-hmm. there you go. That's a possibility. If so, that was a beefy, beefy gun. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, that guy was 21-year-old Elmer Lucas, who they nicknamed Chicken, because <laughs> right. he was chicken, probably. <laughs> and, of course, Cherokee Bill was the guy who shot Mitchell. Of course. Of course. Uh, Elmer Lucas was injured in the fight, but he recovered, and he gives up all the names of the gang. It's Cherokee Bill, Bill Cook, Henry Munson, Jack Starr, Tulsa Jack, and Lon Gordon. Lon Gordon? Mm-hmm. That sounds like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm thinking Law and Order or like Flash Gordon's <laughs> like shitty like landscaping cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. <laughs> Will you destroy this uh, Earth? Later. I like to play with things a while before annihilation.
so a posse found the Cook Gang August 9th in Creek Nation. They were hiding in the uncle of Munson's house, Uncle Munson. <laughs> posse came in, guns a-blazing, about 8 in the morning, which is kind of rude. Got to wait for the street. Wow. Yo, Yosemite salmon and that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gang was outside washing up. About 40 shots were fired. Uh, Henry Munson was killed. So uh, three dairy cows and a bucket. <laughs> Lon Gordon was severely wounded. Uh, Curtis Dason was captured. Uh, one Indian policeman was wounded. Cherokee Bill, Bill Cook, Thurman, and Baldwin, or Thurman Baldwin and Buck Snyder all escaped. Gordon later died of his wounds after being shot in the head and the lungs. In the head? In the, long, in the lungs. No. And then he died later. Later. See, fuck that, dude. <laughs> uh-uh. But it was said that Cherokee Bill was popular with the ladies, having a sweetie in every, in every sanction of the territory. Sure. Mm-hmm. But he was popular in general and on good terms with the Cherokees, Creeks, and Seminoles, who all helped to hide him. And must really hate barbers and railroad guys <laughs> and <laughs> train conductors. You show that barber. So they go about a month without robbing anything. But in September 14th, uh, 1894, the town of Ukmulgee, I'm sure I said that right, mm-hmm. uh, the gang rode into town about 10 p.m. and went to the mercantile store of uh, J.A. Parkinson. That uh, was one of the biggest in the territory, especially if you're open at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. They got over $600 in cash. Whoa. Shit. But uh, most of the town was busy watching a stickball game. <laughs> wow, they accidentally did that just right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Just like everybody's just doing Magoo something. Just missing that shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, October 4th, the gang hit the train station at Wagoner Creek. Uh, they made the station open. Uh, station agent open the safe, and they got $300. Uh, and then they leave the depot, shooting randomly 40 or 50 times into the air and scaring the They didn't the waste so much goddamn ammunition, they wouldn't need to rob so much. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, next day, they held up a Cherokee man named Ed Ayers riding into town. So that doesn't do well with your Robin Hood thing if you're yeah, yeah, robbing yeah. your own... Just people. random ass fucking people that don't deserve it. But after that, the gang splits up. Uh, Bill Cook and a few others were uh, kind of joined up, and then Cherokee Bill, I think, has his own gang. But uh, Bill Cook and a few others were riding along the railroad line, and they robbed a work crew of about $200. That is some dick move shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Some guys, like, sitting there, like, pounding spikes and the hot-ass sun and, you know, yeah, your money or your life, hard-working <laughs> dude <laughs> with no money. But the station agent was tipped off that the gang was around, so he sent his money away on a train moments before they get there. Bye, money. I love you. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Money's waving out Just the window. Just last night, standing waving a handkerchief. Uh, so the money's gone, but the uh, deputy policeman, uh, Pink Chambers, he arrives just in time. Jumps into Paint? A pink. Oh, pink. Okay. He jumped into a big sack with a dollar sign like painted on it and sat on the <laughs> fucking train platform. Right. Come get me. Yeah. But, mm, look uh, how many denominations I have. <laughs> but uh, Pink shows up just in time uh, to be robbed by the outlaws. Oh, fuck. You take his watch and his pistols and a few dollars. You're a terrible dollars. cop, Pink. Terrible cop. <laughs> uh, Cherokee Bill and his men robbed a railroad depot in Choctaw uh, of $35. Uh, October 20th, 1894, they rob a train south of Wagner. Or at least that's what the story was, since they were a black gang. But it was actually the Bus Lucky Gang. What? Bus Lucky? Bus Lucky, that's the guy's name. <laughs> the fuck? I was, if you ever okay. get lucky on a bus, I don't know. I was going to say, they're just kind of picking like nouns and then, you know, what was it? Lawn, Lawn Gordon? Yeah, Lawn Gordon. <laughs> you know, like fucking 
Long Dong. Jeep Wilson. And <laughs> fucking Airplane Jackson. And- but Bus sometimes rode with the Cook Gang. Later, it was found out that they were, uh, Cherokee Bill and his guys were in the area, lost in the dark. <laughs> Marco! <laughs> fucking most incompetent, Lolo. incompetent fucking gang. But when they hear the train whistle that's being robbed, they, they figure out where they when were. they echo located that motherfucker? Yep. And they wish they were closer to the train so they could rob it because they were out of money. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn it. But the train's getting robbed by somebody else at the moment, right? Yep. It's a highly competitive job market. Fuck, man. Yeah, fucking beat us to it again. I'm so surprised, like, why weren't all the trains just, like, ironclad covered in Gatling guns and just every Pinkerton, like... I mean, that seems like that would be a lucrative job market. Although, yeah, I was like, oh, they're sending all this money. Ooh, there was over $200 you can fit into a fucking peachy folder on this train, you know, <laughs> that then they throw out on the plat. What the fuck? Anyway. Uh, like you said, the gang used a lot of ammo, so they would get it from a store in Sapopo. Sapopo? Saboba. Sapopo. Saboba. Sapopo. <laughs> uh, Bert Gray was the guy who worked there, and he would sell them whatever they wanted because he didn't want to get shot. Yeah. He didn't want his bullets returned to him. It's like uh, Tuco from Good, Bad, the Ugly when he's buying his gun. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> scares the shit out of the guy, yeah. So he just let the gang take whatever they wanted, but they would come back later and pay for it. Oh, after that's... they rob something. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I'll glad, like, you, I'll glad you pay you tomorrow for some ammunition today. Right, so he's like, yeah, you can buy that on credit. That's fine, because I don't want to die today. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, like, the gang's like, we better pay them for what it's worth, otherwise this store ain't going to be around very much longer. Yeah, and they so, will not have any ammo. <laughs> yeah. The only motherfucker that'll sell to us. Well, what's funny is the guy at the gun store can't just be like, oh, I know they're going to come back and pay me, but I can just go arm up the entire town and have them hanging out in here oh, it's like when our, they come back. It's like our gun manufacturers from before. You could, yeah. you could be supplying both sides. Mm-hmm. Well, I was saying, yeah, or you know, if you really want to stop getting kind of scared to death. Oh, sure. Like alert, robbed, just, alert the town and arm them? You could, you could coffeeville those motherfuckers mm-hmm. like, pretty handily. So that's exactly what uh, Bert said when uh, Hagen Judge Parker asked him about it in court and said, when fellows come in with six shooters on you, that makes your credit good with, with me. So. Oh, man. Uh, Jim Cook was in prison in Tahlequah. He tried to escape while out hunting with the guards. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Give I, this guy I, a gun. <laughs> Hell, Henry, you know I can't hit shit. Let's bring Cook with us. But he has his trial next month, and he gets eight years. Uh, Late October, Cherokee Bill and Bill Cook split for good. October 22nd, 1894, Cherokee Bill and three others robbed a small town. The whole town, I guess. (laughs) Like the fucking bad guy from, uh, what's the, uh... Shit, what was his name? From the fucking Mountain Jack Pike book, the last one? Oh, yeah, well, he would just, just kill the whole town. town and- so they robbed the two stores and the post office. Oh, that's not a town. No. <laughs> then they went to the town of Tallala and robbed the whole town there while they were watching a baseball game. Again. Again. Man, these people love their stickball, baseball. Jesus. The great American pastime. Holy fuck, where did the safe go? <laughs> <laughs> so Cherokee Bill partners up with the Verdigris kid. Verdigris. Uh, what the fuck is something? That mean? Uh, it's the patina on copper, green whatever. and gray. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, grease gray. But there's a river green. named after a creek or something named there. They ride into Lenape, that's 15 miles south of where the Dalton gang was shot to pieces in yep. 1892. Yep, which should have kind of been happening to these guys a bunch of times in a row now. They're mm-hmm. just yeah, like the Mister Magoo gang somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, they robbed the store there and the customers too. 
outside, the Verdegree kid was firing warning shots at citizens. Uh, Cherokee Bill asked where the ammo was. It was in a back room, so Cherokee Bill goes into the back room. And surprise, Ellen Pinkerton is standing right there with Bass <laughs> Reeves. <laughs> ah. But, oh, you got me. But next door was a restaurant. It was Bass being... Reeves is having a steak. No, I keep on waiting for Bass Reeves. <laughs> so in uh, the restaurant next door is being wallpapered by Ernest Melton, who happened to be looking out the window to see what the shooting was all about. And Cherokee Bill walks by and just for the hell of it, aims his rifle and shoots Melton in the head. What? He does not like working class people. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you, barber and railroad guys and wallpaper oh man the fucking village people better check their fucking back man right (laughs) so after this the federal court puts a like a thirteen hundred dollar bounty on cherokee bill dead or alive uh the town of lenapaw was so scared of cherokee bill that a town council passed an ordinance saying they wouldn't molest him if cherokee bill came to town that's That's nice really dumb (laughs) these are some fucking ah wait i mean what's that gonna do what Nothing. is that going to Just do? encourage him to come in and like. Yeah, slap he's definitely going to come in and start like, fucking shit. Up. What show is that where it's all the oh the citizens of whatever valley can't you know, won't fight back and finally like I don't I can't remember who comes and teaches them to be badasses. Okay, I, I uh-huh. it, it's it's a common trope in a lot of westerns. And saddles. Well, there is that, but so uh, marshals get uh, tipped off that Cherokee Bill. Oh, I know what movie it is. It's Roadhouse. Oh, it's yes. The end of, it's the end of Roadhouse. Oh, pff, duh. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> fucking just watched that shit, too. That's right. I just watched it, too. I didn't see nothing. Yeah. Oh, Polar bear fell on yeah. me. <laughs> why is there just blood and buckshot everywhere? And why does it still smell like cordite in here? Uh, wine stains. We're having yeah. a party. There's just spears sticking in the walls. <laughs> Sorry, we're closed. Well, what are all these people doing here? Drinking and having a good time. Well, that's why we're here. You're too stupid to have a good time. Neil from Bronson Swagger. Have you recently lost a loved one? Bronson Swagger understands. That's why we invented the Funeral Kazoo. The loss of level one one doesn't have to suck anymore with the Funeral Kazoo. Brighten up any wake of memorial with the dulcet tones of America's favorite wax paper based instrument. Yes, it's the Funeral Kazoo. Now available in fun colors and black. Order yours today from Sequoia and Swaga. Brots and Swaga Funeral Kazoos. We put the fun in funerals. So a 16-man posse led by Heck Thomas and Heck Bruner. Oh, we got to bring two Hecks? Two Hecks. There's like a, a two-heck posse. There's a two-bill fucking gang. Uh, one of these hecks was in on the Ned Christie fight. Oh, is he one of the guys that shot the fucking like, 12-year-old 12-year- boy or yeah, whatever? probably. No good. So they get uh, word that Cherokee Bill was going to see his girlfriend Maggie at the house of Frank Daniels. Not in my town. She posted it on Facebook. Or- mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to Daniels' place. There's no outlaws there. So the posse nope, told- no outlaws here. He's got a lampshade <laughs> on his head standing in the corner. <laughs> So the posse told the Daniels uh, to go down in the cellar, and they hid their horses, and they waited for Cherokee Bill to come. 
in the cellar mm-hmm. or put a lampshade on the horse's head. Uh, one of the posse men got excited and shot early. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with these fucking people? Everybody's so bad at everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. So they nicked Cherokee Bill in the leg and killed his horse. Uh, his gang member, Sam McWilliams and Texas Jack. Um, oh, so that's that's his two gang members. He gets two. Gang of, gang of three. Uh, so jerk, Cherokee Bill said that he only had one bullet left, and Cherokee Bill called out to the posse. Hey, I only have one bullet left. Um, uh, time out. Uh, he said whoever was sticking his foot around the corner of the building uh, was going to get it shot off the next time he stuck it around. So the posse man did that, and Cherokee Bill hit him in the foot. Yep, and now, <laughs> but now he's out of fucking bullets. <laughs> good, good use of your ammo. Once yeah, right. again, you've proven to be a master tactician. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the man hobbled out, and then the other guy, uh, Sam McWilliams, hit him twice and knocked him down. Say, give him fucking both barrels. But he didn't die. Uh, Cherokee Bill and Sam ran for the woods, uh, bullets kicking up the, the dust behind them, and, but they made it. But the posse was too afraid to go into the woods. God damn it. <laughs> oh, don't go into the woods at night. Uh, so the posse leaves, and then uh, the two come out Everybody's and steal some go. neighbor's horses and leave. Uh, heck, Thomas told the papers he spent $200 of his own money and was pissed that he missed his chance because that one guy shot prematurely. You could have just went into the fucking woods, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You got $200. What, what did you spend that on? Like sandwiches and bug spray? <laughs> and later he referred to Cherokee Bill in the paper as, quote, that N-word slash Indian mixture of all that is bad. Oh, wow. wow. Thanks, Heck. Holy shit. Heck was an upstanding guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Heck Thomas. Heck Bruner was the one who fired early, though. Damn it. Uh, later, he would be, uh, oh, Heck Thomas would be later involved in Ned Christie shooting and Bill Doolin. And later, uh, Heck Bruner would meet Cherokee Bill in Fort Smith. But we'll get to that. Wow. That's a lot of hecks. He's got a heck and a lot of traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, December 1894, Cherokee Bill and Jim French, uh, they held up the railroad depot in Nawada. A few weeks later, they held it up again. Uh, but before that, Cherokee Bill shot his brother-in-law. Uh, the, the story is it was an argument over a hog, but basically that wasn't true. They just didn't like each other. I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> so Cherokee Bill's sister, Georgia, uh, she gonna, wanted to I go. I was going to make the joke, like, don't call his sister that. But, you know, <laughs> over a hog to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the sister wants to go visit Bill. Uh, her husband, Mose Brown, uh, they... He hated Bill and forbade it, but Georgia was going to go anyway. Then her husband said, well, I'll go with. So her na- her married name was Georgia Brown? hmm Was she sweet? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so the husband, Mo said, I'll go with, and she says no. She gets on the train. But her husband snuck aboard without her knowing. So when Georgia got off the train, she was surprised to see her husband on the platform. They argue again, uh, and she tried to get Mose not to go see Bill, but he goes. It's like uh, Mose goes. Mose goes. Then they get to Cherokee Bills, and Bill asks why Mose had come, and then they start arguing. <laughs> Fuck, so then Bill just shoots Mose. Ah! You remember my cousin Mose? Welcome, children. Were you painting in the dark? Oh, oh shit! shit. I keep on picturing Mose for some reason. It sounds like a professional football player from like the eighties. 
like you know, bad Moses Brown or like you know, oh yeah, like, yeah. picture like some six five just yoked motherfucker <laughs> wearing like a Broncos jersey and you know Barrel Man. We got to bring back Barrel Man. Barrel Man. Barrel Man. That's that's what Ben Hyman's gonna. We'll we'll sign him up for that. Okay. Sit in Denver in, in December, minus thirty, in a barrel, which is better than Rainbow Afro guy. Got to bring him. Oh, that fucking guy. <laughs> nah, just like hey guy from Seattle. Oh yeah. It's like uh, for those of you not from Seattle, it pretty much just looks like hill or not. Yeah, kind of like hillbilly Jim, only with glasses and just holds up a cardboard sign that says "Hey" whenever they do. What's that song Very by glitter. the child molester? It's yep. called "Hey," the Hey song. Is it just called the Hey song? I thought it was. What Magnum Opus number two or some shit? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been to a T Birds game in a while. Uh, now we got real hockey, I guess. Yep. Haven't been to one of those yet either. Nope. Uh, Ike Rogers, he might have been related to Will Rogers, the famous guy who says hilarious things. Mm-hmm. Or Roy Rogers? No. Possibly. The singing cowboy? <laughs> no, Will the funny cowboy? I don't, I'm unaware. I'll look it up. He's from. He's Oklahoma. like I'm not a I'm not a member of an organized political party. I'm a Democrat. <laughs> That's the only Will Rogers I can remember right now. Uh, so he was in the first Black Regiment of the Civil War. He was also a marshal, and from time to time worked with Bass Reeves. Hey. He also tracked down Henry Starr and arrested him too. George Bristow, who was interviewed at age 100 in 1966. Jesus. Uh, he was the station agent at Nawada, who was robbed twice. Uh, Bristow said that Rogers was in cahoots with Cherokee Bill. I do not collude. I do not cahoot. Yep. <laughs> and uh, at Rogers' place, he would, uh, Cherokee Bill and would meet his girlfriend, Maggie Glass. That's Hugh Glass's niece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Made that up completely. <laughs> so the local deputy comes to Rogers and offers him a share of the reward money if he helped capture Cherokee Bill. So I guess you, if you're in cahoots you, and somebody finds out about it, you might as well cash in on it, too. Cahooting in you, how to profit from your cahoots. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, Bill Cook was arrested in New Mexico in 1895 and taken to Fort Smith. But the plan was planned by Marshall Crump. <laughs> Is he a goblin? Or a, a troll of some type? A gun goblin? I, I was thinking Eddie Murphy played all the parts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Meet the crumps. Yeah. Uh, he had his deputy, Bill Smith and George Lawson. Uh, their plan was to have Rogers invite his niece, Maggie Lass, to their house for her 17th birthday, which might sound creepy, but, you know, Cherokee Bill's only 20 at the time. So uh, They would also invite Cherokee Bill. Rogers asked Clint Scales... A former uh, posse man to assist. A former lizard man. <laughs> so, Scales would drop by casually and spend the night. Mm. Uh, and, of course, Maggie wouldn't know about the trap either. That definitely sounds like an 80s gangster name. She's like, hey, meet my associate, Scales. Yeah. Has a forked tongue. <laughs> so, January 29th, 1895, Cherokee Bill shows up at Roger's house. And later that evening, Scales shows up. Cherokee Bill was on guard, though. Uh, Maggie was leery of her uncle and asked Bill to run away that night, but he said he'd wait for Rogers to make a move, then shoot him. Complicated. (laughs) Overly. So this is kind of tense. Rogers played the part of a gracious host. (laughs) He wants some more cherry. How about some, some, uh, I almost said Necco wafers, but Andy's mints. (laughs) But he does convince Cherokee Bill to spend the night. 
come on, we'll do each other's hair and like mm-hmm. play spin <laughs> we'll ball. Pillow, we'll pillow fight. Yeah. <laughs> build, build a fucking blanket fort. We're gonna, we'll watch uh, Spice World. It's going to yeah. be great. <laughs> Uh, Rogers kept uh, asking Bill to sit down his Winchester. <laughs> Just <laughs> sitting there drinking tea with a Winchester propped up on his knee. And Bill replied, that's something I never do. We- weapons are my religion. Uh, Rogers then offered Bill some whiskey with morphine added. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. Not <laughs> <Yes>. the roofies. <laughs> but Bill refused to drink it. Oh, damn it. This could have been so good. Just, or just like what? drunk and high, and These just guys shoot like, a Winchester all over the fucking parlor. Just having a having a staring contest yeah. while this is going on. Just like have some whiskey. No, no. I'm good. Put the gun down. I no, <laughs> I'm good. This is some party. Isn't I don't it? drink with my shooting hand. Well, can't you use your non shooting hand? No. <laughs> so they eat supper. Bill had his rifle on his lap the whole time. <laughs> He's like eating it with Awk- a bayonet off his gun. Well, I'm just saying, like, awkwardly cutting a tough-ass 1800 steak with... <laughs> you sure you don't want to sit One down hand. your Winchester and use a snake knife? No. No. <laughs> After they play cards all night, uh, Maggie got tired of waiting for Bill. Cards, having to pull cards out of his teeth and spit them on the table. <laughs> so won't put down that fucking Winchester. <laughs> uh, Maggie got tired of waiting because she thought they'd probably fuck or something, but... Just I, he probably would fuck with the with the rifle on his end. But the men played cards till four a.m. Finally, they all go to bed. Uh, Scales slept on the floor like a, the lizard he is. Yeah. Uh, Rogers and Cherokee Bill shared the bed <laughs> with the Winchester. Yep. Uh, Rogers laid awake for a while, but every time he moved, Bill would grab his gun. <laughs> The worst sleepover of all time. <laughs> no pillow. Well, we're getting to the pillow fight. Yeah. Uh, at breakfast, Roger sent Maggie to a neighbor's house to buy some chickens. <laughs> they had breakfast, and after uh, after Bill was talking of leaving, I'm just picturing she went to buy the chickens to produce the eggs that they would have for breakfast. Mm, not yeah. Chicken. Yep. And then sell the chickens to Bo to start his barge. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm imagining too, like like sleep okay. Yeah, you. And Paul's just like red eyes and giant bags. I'm cool. I sleep when I'm dead. What? Are you tired? So finally Bill's saying, I better get going. So Rogers knew he had to act quick. Fucking nodding off. (laughs) So Cherokee Bill rolls a ciggy, cigarette, then bent down to light it in the fireplace. Oh, that's a terrible idea. So Rogers takes advantage of Bill turning his back and grabbed a log and hit him over the head. Oh, bundied. He said it was hard enough to kill a normal man, but of course Bill gets back up. I was hoping he'd push him into the fire like the witch from Hansel and Gretel, but, you know. Or it's like, uh, uh, was it Mongo from fucking uh, Blazing Saddles? Doesn't he like light a cigar by sticking his head in the fire? His, like, hat, yeah, his, his like, hat's, hat's on, on fire, fire and shit. Well, I wanted the Hansel and Gretel because then he'd be running around the parlor shooting his Winchester in the air while burning like Freddy Krueger chasing <laughs> that lady up the stairs. Yeah. It's like, yes, epic. <laughs> So Roger's wife grabs uh, the the rifle there, and Rogers and Bill wrestle on the floor for twenty minutes. Like, Whoa, twenty fucking minutes! <laughs> Insert uh, uh, Captain Kirk versus Gorn music. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, with Scales' help, they finally handcuffed Bill. Cherokee Bill promised Rogers and Scales money and horses if they would let him go. But I they turned over him down. $30 from robbing the mercantile. <laughs> and one and a half horses. When they refuse, he starts cursing them. Uh, then they put him on the wagon and took him to Nawada. Along the way, Bill broke out of his handcuffs and God grabbed for Scales' gun. Yes. Uh, Scales fell, uh, falls out to avoid Bill getting his gun. Just kind of like bales. <laughs> yep. So finally they turn him over to the federal deputies uh, there, and there's actually a picture of that with, with uh, holding Bill's rifle. Actually, Bill was 19 at the time. So at Nawada, young Will Rogers saw Cherokee Bill get loaded onto the train to go to Fort Smith. There's a photo of this, too. Cherokee Bill refused to have Rogers stand beside him in the picture. Uh, he threw his arms around Dick Crittenden and said, Now, here's a man who fought me like a man. And then at the same time, he reaches for Crittenden's pistol. Of course he is. <laughs> Yeah, they were too rude to leave me a Winchester and a ladder in my jail cell, so I got to improvise. <laughs> oh, we're getting to that, too. Oh, fuck. Uh, at Fort Smith, Bill was charged with the murder of Ernest Melton, the guy who the had wallpaper. The, the wallpaper guy? Yep. Had the audacity to look at him. Bill's mom hired the most famous lawyer in Fort Smith, who's J. Warren Reed, who supposedly took the case because he just had a grudge with uh, hanging Judge Parker there. Oh, God damn it. Uh, February 8th, 1894, Bill was indicted for the Melton murder. He pled not guilty. By reason of, he's just a wallpaper guy. Who cares? Yep. <laughs> then he gets all these other charges, but uh, Parker wanted to move quick. The DA was James F. Reed. Bill's attorney was J. Warren Reed. Oh. Hmm. Spelled differently. Oh. <laughs> uh, so the, they weren't both heck Reed? Yep. <laughs> so uh, Cherokee Bill's attorney got 10 witnesses, including Clarence, to place uh, Cherokee Bill 100 miles away from the crime scene. And they claim the Verdigree kid did it, who is still at large. But the trial lasted a day, and the next day the jury found Bill guilty. Bill smiled, and his mother and sister wept. Bill turned to him and turned to him and said, "What's the matter with you? I ain't dead yet." He wasn't worried because he was planning on breaking out. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Because he's so good at everything he does. Mm-hmm. Wait, here's what we do: we wait for the baseball game to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Done this a thousand times. Once you hear the crack of the bat. <laughs> Uh, April 13th, Bill was brought back into court, and Parker pronounced death. Hang till you're dead, 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 because it's got to be three times. Because also I'm hanging Judge Parker. Yep. And it was set for June 25th, 1895. Bill's lawyer, Reed, appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, at, the t- at the same time, Bill Cook was moved to Albany, New York prison, and he gave an interview along the way on a train, and he said, quote, no jail could hold Cherokee Bill. And that's usually when whoever somebody says that about somebody, that's when they, you know, get electrocuted on some wires trying to break out of a jail or yep. <laughs> impaled on a nightstick. I don't know, something. So in June, the p- appeal was still going on, so Judge Parker had to wait for the execution. <laughs> Tonight on ha- Hanging with Judge Parker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Henry Starr, he was in the Fort Smith jail too. His grandpa was Tom Starr, who terrorized the territory before the Civil War. And his uncle was Sam Starr, who married Bell Starr. I was just going to say, there has to be a Bell Starr somewhere in here. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, he later starred in silent movies and was later shot robbing a bank in 1921. Sam Starr was a movie star, starred in mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactic. And uh, Star <laughs> is Born and <laughs> Starman. Yep. Uh, so he actually, uh, Henry Starr robs a hell of a lot more banks than, than Cherokee Bill ever did. 
But uh, Henry was courteous and friendly and well-educated and a good conversationalist and made friends with everybody. But uh, Starr shot and killed a U.S. deputy marshal who uh, fired first and missed. Uh, He was 19 at the time, and he was sentenced to hang just like Bill. Self-defense, man. Guy shot at him. Yep. But he was waiting his appeal, too. Uh, J.D. Berry was the head jailer at Fort Smith. They had about 200-some convicts. I don't know if this is a, well, this is the same jail with that smelled like urine because they just had to go to the bathroom in the fireplace. As, in the oh, basement. yeah. Because I'm sure the whole, none of the in other jails. Smelled like sm- yeah, in the piss. basement of the courthouse, right? Mm-hmm. I'm still <laughs> yeah, saying dude. there's no fucking way, you know, oh, yeah, no other jails smelled like urine around this time. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, the, if it's if it's of note that it yeah. smelled like urine, yeah. Just, yeah, people were, like, complaining about it. <laughs> That's Man. fucked up. I mean, I know we all smell like urine, but are you guys, I mean, it's bad, right? It's bad, yeah. <laughs> so uh, July 10th, they order a search of the jail. And Cherokee Bill cell, they found nine forty-five cartridges, and in the bathroom they found a forty-five pistol. What the fuck? How, how did he get that shit? Rings <laughs> yeah, comes with your jail cell. Haven't you paid attention to? I know, age? I know, but it, for real, like, okay, all right. <laughs> Even though they're finding guns everywhere, and there's rumors that Bill was planning on escaping. Oh, the bed's made of guns. Oh, <laughs> he was still given free reign to walk around death row. Jesus Christ. Uh, you need to borrow a horse bill you want to go for a ride stretch your legs a little but the guards didn't find uh, the other pistol that Cherokee Bill had hidden in his cell behind a loose stone 7pm July 26 guards Campbell Oaf Oaf fuck yes (laughs) it's goddamn Shrek with a cowboy hat (laughs) it's actually hey Steve Goon (laughs) yeah yeah What's up? Hey, Billy dipshit. <laughs> but uh, it's actually spelled E-O-F-F, but oh. the, the book I read it said it was pronounced Oaf. Okay. So we'll go with that. We'll go with Oaf. They just didn't know how to spell back then. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably German, actually. So if, gar- if. The guards Oaf and Lawrence Keating uh, go into murderer's row. Mm. Uh, they're supposed to put the prisoners back in their cell at 615. But it was warm out, so they let him out a oh, little bit longer. Oh, fucking Jesus. But, Dad, I don't want to go to sleep. The sun's still up. <laughs> so it's kind of a weird setup. So a gong would sound. <laughs> and then a chicken would emerge from its thing, lay an egg on a track, which would then roll, roll down, down and hit a pair of scissors that cuts the string and allows a balloon, a piss balloon, to go into a clown mouth. <laughs> <mountain. laughs> so after the gong, the prisoners would go back to their cells and close their doors. Then a switch would be thrown and the doors would be locked. It just totally reminds me of the, oh, I think we've talked about it before, like the little animal shows where you, know, you put a quarter in and the chicken comes out and plays piano or the rabbit plays tic-tac-toe. Mm-hmm. It's like Pavlovian, like you hit the gong and the prisoners all like scamper off to their cells. <laughs> then some prisoner chow like falls down the little chute. And... So it was Oaf's job to go back in and lock each door individually, even though this switch thrown kind of, I, I guess it sounded like... After the switch was thrown, uh, like a little thing would go up at the top of the, the the door. But if you had a broom handle or something like it to reach up and undo it, away. yep. So he had to go through and like lo- lock the secondary like deadbolt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like kind of like I'm assuming you throw the switch and it just kind of bolts it from the top. Right. But it's like you know all you'd have to do is put a latch on the switch and it probably prevent that. But yeah. But uh, Cherokee Bill's cell was at the end. Uh, the cell next to his was occupied by Dennis Davis. He was a mentally challenged black man convicted of murder. Because, yep. Yep. <laughs> his keyhole was stuffed with paper. 
So when Oaf stuck, know what I mean. Yep. So when Oaf stuck in his key, it got stuck in the lock. He said to Keating, "There's something wrong here." My name's Oaf. Yeah. <laughs> the boss, the key work. When you said like Cherokee Bill sellers at the end, I'm picturing like the jail abutted against like the gun store, and there's just a hole in the wall between the gun store <laughs> and the cell. Where does he keep getting these pistols from? He's like Reaching. reaching through the wall, grabbing shit from the storeroom. <laughs> so Keating walked up, and suddenly Cherokee Bill pushed open his door, because he could do that easily, and pointed his pistol at Keating and demanded him to throw up his hands and hand over his pistol. I don't know which first. Yeah. So Keating reached for his pistol, maybe to hand it over, but Bill fired. Keating fell mortally wounded. Uh, Oaf was unarmed, so he turned and ran. Hold <laughs> uh, Cherokee Bill fired twice at him and missed, but another prisoner who was try, uh, trying to escape at the same time kind of got in the way. Oh, yep. no. <laughs> uh, You're responsible, man. Just mm-hmm. discharge a firearm in a fucking room of people. So three other guards step up shooting, driving Cherokee Bill back in his cell. And, of course, now there's a bunch of smoke everywhere, so you can't see. Uh, out of the smoke stepped Keating, blood gushing from his body, still carrying his pistol. He made it to the gate and like collapsed. The f- like the fucking Terminator for yeah. about four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and he collapsed saying, I'm killed. And then he died. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, Heck Bruner from before, the other, the premature Heck, he stepped up with a shotgun driving Bill back into his cell. Uh, Bill reloaded and shot. Just shoot this motherfucker already. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So Bill reloads and keeps shooting out of his cell without sticking over, sticking out his yeah. head. So every time he shot, he gobbled. Yep. What? Uh, it's That's some the war cry. Doesn't yep. that make your blood run cold? <laughs> <laughs> they said it sounded somewhere between a coyote and a turkey, Coin and it was turkey. the same. The, the new tur- Arby's turkeyote, <laughs> <laughs> fucking brisket. <laughs> we have the meats. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> well, you just let a coyote eat a turkey, and then you thin, sl- you, you slow roast and thin slice yeah, the whole, perfect, the whole thing. <laughs> but they claim it was the same Cherokee war cry used by Ned Christie. Oh yeah, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, for 15 minutes, Bill did this until <laughs> his throat got hoarse. <laughs> God, dude. does anybody have any ginger ale? Seriously, <laughs> all this fucking gun smoke and gobbling is really parched. <laughs> So word spread throughout the town. Uh, police and armed citizens showed up just volunteering. Oh, this is how you get your angry mob. This mm-hmm. is not what you want. Oh, no. Marshal Crump came all the way from the, out in the suburbs. Uh, Henry Starr stepped up, though. Uh, he yelled at the guards that if they didn't shoot him, he'd go into Cherokee Bill's cell and get him to surrender. With like a whip in a chair. Mm-hmm. I mean, Back he's gonna run, he's gonna run out of fucking bullets at some point. You would think, but it doesn't. I mean, like the pillow is stuffed with him or something. You know. Well, like like I said, that lends credence to my completely made up theory that he just has a hole in the wall to the, the <laughs> right Bass Pro. You know. So uh, Star got the guards to not fire and went into Bill's cell and convinced him that there's no way that he was going to get out and that his mother wouldn't want him to kill any more people. Ooh, guilt trip. Mm-hmm. So Star <laughs> got the gun and returned to the guards. Uh, about 100 shots were fired in the escape attempt. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Mostly by the guards, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But after this, Bill became depressed, and several days he refused to eat. Oh, poor Aww. baby. Judge Parker was in St. Louis during the botched escape. Uh, he wasn't in very good health at the time, and he knew soon that his court would be shut down, too. 
So Parker cancels his vacation. I don't know what the hanging judge does on vacation, probably. Not hangs. Um, yeah, I guess. So doesn't, he, doesn't hang, yeah. So he goes back opposite, immediately. What's the opposite of hanging? <laughs> Liv- living? <laughs> Falling? There you go. <laughs> Falling without stop. Yep. Bungee jumping. There we go. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so he cancels his vacation, and the first case he was going to try was Cherokee Bill. After that, Henry Starr gets his death sentence lifted, and it was changed to manslaughter. And he got 15 years, but was pardoned after five by Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. Whoa. Uh, it sounds like you did some awesome shit. And, uh... <laughs> I'm kind of jealous, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I've got to be honest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, Starr goes on to keep robbing after well, that sure. until the 20s. Ah, bully. Yep. I made Uh, a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) So Bill's trial for the Keating murder started. Bill's attorney, Reed, said that since it occurred in jail, that the court didn't have jurisdiction. (laughs) What? You should have have double extra special jurisdiction with a cherry on top. What the fuck is this bullshit? (laughs) And, of course, the Judge Parker thought the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... George Parker like looks at him like he just had an asshole fucking form in the middle of his forehead, like gives you that confused dog stare. <laughs> Probably ashes his cigar. I'm always assuming, but Parker Parker's smoking, smoking a, a cigar. So the trial lasts three days. I don't know. You don't have to go far for witnesses. Yeah, I'm sure Judge Parker's just like rubbing his temples and like, oh god, okay, next. Witness, fuck. Of course, it was guilty, and Parker sentenced Cherokee Bill to be hanged September 10th, 1895. Parker called Bill a human monster, not a regular monster. Ooh, but at least he's a human. Yep. Got that going for him. Uh, Again, the case was appealed, and another state execution was granted. But on December 2nd, the Supreme Court affirmed Judge Parker's decision in the Melton case. So now the hanging date was March 17th, 1896, St. Patty's Day. Ooh. So if you don't wear green, you get pinched hung. and hung. <laughs> so after this sentencing, Bill was placed in solitary, uh, but he didn't seem to mind. He complained that he couldn't get his mail, though. But no more card games with, with all the guys he knew in prison there. He wasn't even allowed to play solitaire. Mm, he was allowed to play some kind of solitaire, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cherokee Bill maintained his innocence for all his crimes. He is so full of shit. <laughs> even killing Keating. Who he said the, who was shot by one of the guards. Mm-hmm. February 17th, 1896, Marshall Crump received a letter from a kinetoscope company. Oh, like the um, not quite movie mm-hmm. shit. They wanted to film the hanging. <laughs> oh, gross. Come one, come all, bring your kids. The uh, action event of the summer, the hanging of Cherokeeville. Uh, Five seconds of mind blowing <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> then a train's going to come at you. Yeah. Uh, Crump forwarded a letter to D.C., but they said no. And D.C. actually said to keep it private and no cameras at all. That disappointed Crump, who had promised the whole town that it would be public. So Cherokee Bill gets a little closer to his date. He actually starts seeing a Catholic priest in town. Probably not romantically. I was going to (laughs) say. I mean, one can never tell, but. Uh, He also had his mother and his brother visit. He told his brother Clarence, quote, if I hear of Ike Rogers being dead, I'd be satisfied to die. Okay. A crowd of 3,000 turned up for the hanging, despite being told to keep it private. Uh, Crump let in hundreds of people that had passes. <laughs> oh, so. This is supposed to be private. Yeah, cool, I sold 500 yeah, tickets. Yeah, yeah, fuck yourself. How about that? <laughs> I got your private. He's like straight P.T. Barnuming this shit. <laughs> 
But of course, uh, you know, you can only let so many people into there. So people had to stand on roofs and walls nearby. Causing the collapse of several structures. I'm Everyone sure. calm down. There'll be another showing at 3 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. We'll just keep doing it till his head fire. Fucking 3, 7, and 9. Of course, and if you owned a home right there, you get to charge. People oh, yeah. stand on the roofs. Oh, yeah. Air, Airbnb. Sell them some popcorn. And, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Crump allowed the execution to be delayed till 2 p.m. so Bill could visit his sister, who was coming by train. And so he could sell more concessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill was taken to the scaffold. He said, quote, goodbye, all you chums, down that way. Bye. Uh, one story said, he said, I came here to talk, not to talk, but to die. I guess that's where we're here. Proceed with the killing business. And then the trap was sprung and Cherokee Bill was hung. Dang. Uh, his mother and sister took the body back to Fort Gibson, where it was buried. Uh, the men he killed for certain were the barber, Mitchell. Floyd. Uh, yep. Sequoia Houston, the posse man. Uh, a railroad conductor by the name of Sam Collins. The station agent Dick Richards, Double Dick, and Ernest Melton, the guy who was looking out the window, and Mose Brown, his brother-in-law, right, and Lawrence Keating, the guard. So that's that's probably, not too that's bad. probably enough to get young. Yeah, no shit. And that most of them are for fucking no Bull, reason, bullshit. just mm-hmm. bullshit. Yeah. You look at me. We don't like no fucking barbers around here. <laughs> hey, what y'all doing over there? <laughs> Ow! Uh, Clarence, the brother, was always well-mannered and quiet, but a year later he crossed paths with Ike Rogers uh, in the town of Hayden. Uh, that's where the shares of money were given out for the Cherokee Strip, and Ike was there getting his money too. Uh, Rogers had received $1,200 for capturing Cherokee Bill and bragged about it. That's uh, a good thing to do. That won't get you robbed at all. Yeah, no shit. Nope. Uh, Clarence confronted Rogers and started in on betraying his brother. Uh, Rogers pulled a gun on Clarence and put it to his head and, and cursed him. Uh, later, Clarence told friends, I'm going to kill that damn N-word marshal. God Even though damn it. he was, uh, I don't know. It doesn't. doesn't matter. <laughs> so they moved the payments to Fort Gibson, and a month later, Rogers came to guard the money. Clarence, actually, he's a law-abiding, nice, polite man. He gets a gun permit. And he was waiting for Rogers when he got off the train at Fort Gibson. Carefully loading the shit, checking his pocket watch. Uh, Clarence's first shot missed and hit a bystander in the jaw. Oh, fuck. What did I even do? (laughs) He shot three more times, two in the head and one in the body of Rogers. Uh, Clarence grabbed Rogers' Winchester and ran while others shot at him, but he escaped. So Clarence uh, flees Indian territory and goes to St. Louis. He married and worked as a, a, a porter until he died of pneumonia at age 33 Jesus. in 1912. Cherokee Bill's older brother also died in 1912 for no reason given. It's we can make up one. 1912. Mm-hmm. Bill's sister Georgia had a kid uh, with Bud Trainer, who actually comes up with Ned Christie. Yep. He was oh, the yeah, guy who probably killed uh, the deputy that Ned Christie was blamed uh, for killing. So uh, that kid, Marcus, was in jail in 1916 for carrying a concealed weapon and illegal discharge of firearms. Now, if you just have that giant Walker Colt strapped to your fucking leg, we have no problem. (laughs) (laughs) So when the sheriff opened that, uh, his cell to feed him, uh, Marcus rushed out the door and escaped. And shot him with the gun that was supplied in his pillow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, well, he gets the sheriff's pistol and shot shot him and killed him. Uh, Marcus escaped with another prisoner and robbed two men along the way with the sheriff's pistol. But Marcus's hiding spot was well known. It was probably marked with a sign. He just puts his hands over his eyes, peekaboo <laughs> style, and 
you can't see me because I can't see you. <laughs> so he was captured in three hours. Actually, he was shot, but lived, and were taken back to a mob of 200 that was waiting for him. Ooh. Uh, they attempted to lynch him, but the minister in town stopped him. But later that night, a group of 75 broke into the jail, and they lynched Marcus and his friend. Oh, yep. So he's hung from a light pole. Uh, he was 20, and that was the same age that his uncle was legally hanged. Right. Damn. So that's that's Oklahoma. Yeah. That's Cherokee Bill, I guess. Yikes. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, man. I don't know, man. Just the, the absolute incompetence and, like, accidentally just, like, I get Mr. Magooing his way through this shit. Well, that and, like, you know, I don't know. I have reasons to be somewhat sympathetic with this outlaw guy. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, it seems like he just turned into an asshole for very little reason. I mean, I, I get father abandonment issues sure. and stuff like that, but starts drinking. It sounds like he was probably, like, uh, in his adolescence, like, treated like shit yeah. for not being, like, totally white or whatever. Yeah, which, I mean, I'm sure, but then... Yeah, then it fucking just, sucks. Like, you're just shooting people in, for no reason. Indiscriminately, like, murdering yeah. fucking random people. Like, yeah. Fuck that you shit. Gotta, you got to class it, class it up a little That's bit, right. yeah. class it up. But you know, Oklahoma in the 1890s were good. That it was dueling. It was. It was, it was, it was a lot fucked. of this going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Oklahoma, man. That from its foundations, like a lot, a lot's been going on. Yeah, <laughs> like, still is today. Yes, but I do like that their governor's name makes it sound like. I've got, you know, it's Kevin Stitt. Mm-hmm. I always just say Kevin's tit. Oh, so God like, damn it. Fucking seventh grader? Yep. Oh, how can you not? Because he's a dickhead. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Probably because he kept getting made fun of his no, whole life. Fuck off. Don't run for politics. That's right. Run from politics. Yeah, that's right, mm-hmm. as we all should. Uh, Sweet. Uh, it's good to have, we haven't had a, a outlaw gangy kind of situation in a while. It's because we've been talking about the things outlaws use for yes. three weeks. But I don't know. I don't know what we have next. Uh, I guess that's up to you. I, yeah. uh, I had a good one about Oklahoma that's a little bit later, uh, if you want to do that, in the 1920s. Yeah, well, I, I've got to do the research on that yet. Well, we have other non-Oklahoma ones, too. Non-Oklahomic? Like like Odul's non-Oklahomic? Yeah, it's an Odul's episode. Yeah. Non-Oklahomic podcast episode to be determined in the near future. And to Texidence. Fucking A. Well, uh, if that's all we got for this week, then I think it's time we will be back... Later, that made sense. Uh, but until it then, made sense, but it was totally <laughs> needless to say that. Uh, but until then, we're gonna go out in a hail of Oklahoma fire. Okay.
want you to know it's over. Well. Bye. Plenty of room to swing a rope. Plenty of heart and plenty of hope. Sweeping down the plain And the waving wheat Can sure smell sweet When the wind comes right behind the rain